Mikey. We're live, dude. We got to do this. I mean, like, look, we've said that we're going to do this, so we have to do it, right, Mikey? Unfortunately, yes. So here we are, rain or shine, no matter how how bad it gets. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you, everybody. Let me ask you a question as we deal with our technical issues live instead of behind the scenes. Uh, I am potting for the first time from the pub from our, from Ireland's Four Courts in Arlington, Virginia. Wonderful pub. Place is emptied out a little bit. It's actually, frankly, uh, filled with Roma fans at the moment, uh, watching their game against Fiorentina. How's the audio? Are, are you are you able to hear me? Would you rather I, not hear me? Like, what what's the situation? Well, option B always, but um, yeah, you're <laughs> you're slightly less clear than you're slightly less clear. A little bit pop in your in your audio, but you don't you got you don't got the blue yeti with you, so I understand you don't got the. I mic. I, I actually do, but this this one tends to block out more of the outside noise. So look, I'm I'm counting on you on letting me know if uh, if my audio is shit. I'll pause. I'll uh, I'll mute when I'm not on, but uh, you know we want the live pub experience because the live pub experience is literally the only thing we have going for us at the moment uh, yes, as absolutely. an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> and 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 for you, I feel terrible because you're not at the pub; you're waiting on water to break. Yes, exciting times, and it's not going well. We've got we've got Trish here. Uh, hey, Trish, Trish is in the house, so let's start off. Oh, oh, you got to stick around. All right. All right. Trish is a top Arlington Gunner. Let's get. Why do you keep coming here when our team is dealing with this kind of absolute bullshit? To see you, obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that, is, that, that is what you do. All right. Serious question now, though. Is there any hope that we can resolve this season? Any hope that we don't basically go into Christmas in 18th place instead of 15th place? Like last year? Probably not. And I hate being that person, but also it doesn't matter to me because this is my team. And I'm there, win, lose, or lose, or lose, or lose. And I'm really. Now, now what would you say to people that say that you're accepting failure just because you like. I mean, let's, let's, let's just cut this down to its least common denominator. You like going to the pub and drinking and watching football, right? I'm coming and watching football because I support my team and I can see the direction that they're trying to do and I can agree or disagree with what is going on. But I just have to, I mean, so, I, I can sit here and tweet all I want and think all I want, but I'm not part of the inner crowd over there. So I don't know what it is that they're doing and what they're aiming for and what it is that they're looking for. So I can complain all I want, but I honestly just have to, I have to. We have to believe, suck it up. I have to believe that they have a plan and they're executing the plan and they're going forward with that plan. And it's just something that I don't see. So Mikey, let, let's, let's turn this into kind of the theme of the, of the thing, because you know how, you know how I'm always harping on like how you handle our failure. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's no question that we are experiencing failure at the moment. And um, we're going to hear some viewpoints from people. We've got Colin, we've got Aston, we've got Omar in the chat. Uh, everyone else, if you want to come in here, go to GoonerOpenMic.com. You can join us. Um, I mean, it depends on how much you feel that you can control the situation with your rage. And, um, and, 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 you know, I guess I'm the type to just 
not want to be rageful, but there's every every reason to be after today's game. So, Mike, you want to bring in our first open micer? Yeah, absolutely. So, right. first open micer, we're gonna bring in. I think it's gonna be Omar. It, it's yeah, we, we we favor those who haven't been on with us yet. So you're breaking your duck, Omar. Omar, Omar, buddy. Not too bad. Thanks on the back, game. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. The, the the sad thing is that you know we kind of expected it, didn't we? You know, winning it would have been a bit of a surprise, really. But last year we did because we didn't expect to win last year, and then we ended up winning. But I think what really hurts the last game and this game as well is there's just no identity is there like one of the reasons that a lot of our friends used to say why do you support arsenal and you're like well i love the way we play i can't really say that anymore um because i don't actually know how we play um the thing about you know always pushing it to the left to tierney and then crossing it in and crossing it in and you almost think the kind of striker that we need is lukaku because that's what the service that we get um so that's the game but then uh, what kind of you know i expected us to lose anyway but what i really kind of took away from it you saw tierney going off probably injured again uh martinelli ran his socks off and you just think this is this has been the kind of case for arsenal for years where you get these really good youngsters and then you ask too much of them like wilshire's i think one of the examples and then they don't achieve what they should have achieved because it's just the planning of the club is just awful, isn't it? And uh, as you know, all the people on the news and everything else that they say is the recruitment. I don't know what they've done these years. Now, yeah, I mean they're trying to buy the young young uh, players. But if you think of it this way, Ramsdale, uh, homegrown and all that stuff. But then you've got William and you've got uh, Cedric who take up the non-homegrown slots. You just think, why? You know why are they doing that so uh don't know i think arteta's gonna you know walk a really really thin line really because i can't see the difference that he made when he started um and now he's you know kind of i don't know what he's doing to be honest and even like even if you think of his press conferences you know when he first came in and his answer, you know, you liked his answers. You're like, oh, yeah, that's why I want to hear something different. He's gone back to how it used to be. Everything's non-committal. Everything's politically kind of correct. And He's just... sounding like end-stage Arsene Wenger at this moment. He does. And, yeah. and that's, not, that's not a good formula. <laughs> that's Actually, not the no, process no. that we were supposed to be trusting. Omar, where are you calling from? Where, where, from where are you at? Norwich in the UK. Nice. I should have brought the bell with me, but uh, so yeah. so. How'd you become an Arsenal fan? I mean, did you grow up in Norwich or, or no? Actually, what's the so story? I actually grew up in Bangladesh, and okay. uh, I it's uh, I started really kind of when this is my team is when Burkamp scored that goal against Newcastle, and that goal just yeah that just sold me. Since then, I've been a guru. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a nice time. I almost went to the game. I was kind of I had it almost had an offer of a ticket last night, and I said, "Nah, I don't think I can make it. I'm not gonna <laughs> go. I'm not gonna subject myself to that kind so, of punishment." Yeah, yeah. Omar, so I, I know going into to the game, you said that you know you, you were kind of expecting us to lose almost, but did you have any higher expectations thinking about the rumors that like Aubameyang might potentially start, and we had Ben White. 
you know, before yeah. the news broke. Did that adjust your expectations? Or let me rephrase that. Did that lower your expectations even more that, that Arsenal could, you know, pull out a result from this? Or were you pretty much kind of, you know, last week in versus Brentford, you're like, shit, we got Chelsea next. That's going to be a, a definite loss. Well, I think I'll, I'll give you an example. What, do you remember one of the games? I think it was in the Carling Cup in Bradford that we lost when Vermarlin still used to play and we lost like right in the end. And I was like, Bradford, a second division team, they 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 beat us because they just bullied us. There was no other reason. They, they you know they weren't better footballers. Same thing happened with Brentford. Like everyone just got pushed about every second ball. And today I thought Arteta, for some reason now, will not budge from his uh, back four. Because, you know, when he was winning the games against Chelsea and Liverpool, the FA Cup and everything, we had a back five because the players that we have are maybe not suited to a back four just yet. They need a bit more time. And for some reason, I think what you asked me is the only thing that could have gotten me hoping for a bit more is if I thought Arteta would have planned specifically for this game. It just seems like he's got his own way of doing it. And he's just going to be stubborn and just going to keep on going with, you know, this is my back four. This is the way I play. This is what I'm going to do. And again, that that is classic Arsene Wenger. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we know from the people that we've spoken to, it's also pretty obvious from the eye test that he did not plan or, or, or game plan for specific opponents. There was a game, I don't know if it was West Brom or somebody that we played against maybe a year before he finally resigned where we knew the threat was going to be from set pieces and headed balls, you know, from set pieces, and yeah. yet did nothing to try to counter that because we are the arsenal and the thing is, the people is, have to plan Wenger, for us. Well, I mean, we, we have that, that way, joke, though. isn't it, with Wenger, you know, the cold night in Stoke. Always. He didn't, yeah. you know, set us up for it. But with Arteta, there's no reason for him not to do it, you know? I just... I don't understand it. If you watch, he's City proving yesterday, he's proving to be bereft of ideas. I know. Um, and the thing is, if you watched City yesterday and you realised what Guardiola does, but Arteta's not. You know, he's not Guardiola, and I'm I'm just worried that he might just want to be too much like him, and so that's that's kind of one of the worries. And it's, that shouldn't be the case, though. Arsenal had their own way of doing it, and of course, that was Wenger. I think a lot of us, you know, I mean, I, I'm a Wenger loyalist because I've known Arsenal always on, you know, under him. Um, but, you know, since then, even Unai Emery got us playing better than uh, Arteta, unfortunately. I have to say that. Um, he, you know, it's not been nice to watch Arsenal for the past few months. It's just not nice. Well, you know who is nice? You for joining us today. Oh, appreciate no. it. We're always Thanks. looking to, to, to have new uh, new people come on the open mics. Uh, I put you on Thank first you because of that. If there's anyone else here that hasn't been on the open mic, come to Goober. Goon, Goober. Come to <laughs> GoonerOpenMic.com. I'm going to get all those things. I'm going to get ShitTeamOpenMic.com, GooberOpenMic.com, RelegationOpenMic.com. We're just going to point them all to coming into our studio. Do it because all. Do it all. Yeah. So uh, FC, that's what we are, aren't we? <laughs> absolutely. So Omar, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Omar. Nice. Appreciate it, dude. We're nice. gonna hear on tape on tape. That shows how old I am. We're gonna um we're we're gonna hear from John Smith, who uh if you watched our twenty four hour podcast for Gooners versus Cancer, John is a brilliant guy, passionate gooner. Um 
started a, an incredible uh, charitable campaign to try to draw attention to a family friend of his, Max, who lost his father due to cancer. You know our soft spot for that, obviously. And um, and as part of that, he uh, as part of the whole we want to make you guys feel great type of gooner rescue mission, which is one of the great things about being a gooner, they received tickets to the game today. Now, I bet you he probably regrets making that post at all because of, of today's games. But we have a uh, we have an instant reaction from him, which I literally have not even listened to yet. Uh, it's about a minute and a half long, and uh, and and this is John. So if, if it's if it's bizarre and, and and inappropriate, I apologize in advance. But I kind of doubt it is. So John, here you go. Just doing a quick video for. Um you know, the Gooners podcast in America, they asked me to do them a quick video about after the match. Crap game. Yes, that was disappointing. Not only did we get absolutely soaked, I don't know, the, the, the game just seemed so flat. We never really created any good chances. But, you know, I can't think we've really tested men the other than when Saka tipped the ball over the bar. We just got no attacking finesse anymore. I know they brought a Bami on on towards the end but he didn't really do much and it was a little bit too little too late really um, we had the Chelsea fans ripping the mick out of us all afternoon saying we're getting relegated and I'm still bloody worried about this relegation situation it's not right something's got to give you know I'm worried Martinelli, Martinelli uh, went off with an injury Tierney as well and they were predominantly some of our most liveliest players Smith Rowe again as usual but it's not good enough. Can't carry on like this. We've now gone two Premier League games and we've not scored a single bloody goal and not even looked like we're going to score a goal, have we, Max? It's pretty bad. So, uh, sounds like the final whistle's just gone because I can hear all the booing. Everybody's leaving early to go to the train station. So, that's it. A bit more of it later. I'm going to try and get dry and grab a drink and some food. That's where it ended. He, he, he couldn't even finish... Talking about how miserable he was. Can I say that I like how you said if it was weird or something? Like I apologize for that, as if that's not the brand of the podcast. Yeah, like yeah. You, I mean, like if John was anything say weird that we wouldn't. I don't want anything weird or or you know un you know unkempt to go out of out of our uh, airways. I've just seen a man pour salt into his beer. Um, Is he Mexican? Gonna, uh, no, then, he's. It's normally no, followed he, up with lime. He's no, it was just salt into the beer. Um, yeah, I've done that. So, so yeah, okay, that's <laughs> apparently a Mexican thing. Uh, yeah. So maybe he's having Modelo, but but he'll be salt joining us lime, in a minute. <laughs> good, good old Chris Ware will be joining us in a minute. All right, so, um, <laughs> John, yeah, you you are weird, but but the the team is forcing us into a situation where you know. All right, so we're gonna put Colin on, and I'm gonna do th we're gonna do this as. It's going to be fun because because I'm sure Colin is going to talk about the bright side of the games today. It's going to be fun. We want to hear. Start with something positive and then go into whatever you wanted to go to. And don't hold talking, back, Colin. While you're talking, I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> you go do where's that, your, Mike. <laughs> where's your Where's your pos, Where's your positive statement? And then I can. He's taking Colin. He's taking the piss right now. Don't worry. I'm literally about to I take. Mean, one. I mean, if you're looking for positives, bro, you're looking at the wrong guy. 
Well, I know, but that's why that's that's the challenge. I want I want you to come <laughs> up with one. Leno didn't look that bad. All right, one positive work I saved from Leno, but that's about it. Ah, there you go, Colin. All right, so we then so again, have your way now. Have your way, and and then Mike will tell you why you're wrong. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell him. Nah, why go I'm for right. it, man. Unwind. Go for it, man. A lot of frustration going around right now. I know. I know. The thing is, Mike, right? Be be honest with me now. Where was your confidence going into this game? My confidence was shattered going into the season, not before the Brentford game, but going into we had Brentford, Chelsea, Manchester City, and as unpopular of an opinion this this sounds, right? I kind of look at our club and we I think to myself, we're not at Chelsea and City's level. So a loss wouldn't have surprised me. But then the Brentford game happened and I'm like, that's a really look, I'm not not knocking Brentford, but just analyzing our squad and i'm like that was a really piss poor fucking display of football on top of that the covid cases and look i i thought it was going to be bad i'm not going to lie i thought it was going to be bad i thought it was going to be worse because a good friend of mine uh texted me said uh let's go chelsea i'm betting on them and then like the news broke that you know white wasn't going to be part of the squad and i was like hey guys um if you guys want to bet more i would recommend betting more that's what I thought. So I thought it was going to get really ugly, and I'm going to say a two-zero almost saved us a little bit of a of an embarrassment. But yeah, it, it's bad, Colin. I, I mean, it's it's very very difficult to find any positives out of these last two displays. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, gutted and not super positive moving forward. I mean, Manchester City next week. Of course, we got the West Brom game coming up before that. But um, troubling times to say the very least, man. All right, let me just put this out there, right? My confidence before this game, rock bottom. Do you know know why that is, right? It's got nothing to do with Brentford, right? That's that's not a slight on them. Like, they're actually a good side because I watched them against Palace the other day, and you know what? They're actually decent. However... Where my the reason my confidence was rock bottom, I've got zero faith in this club to do the right thing, and by right thing, I mean do what is necessary to get us competing again. I've got zero confidence in this manager, right? It's like what Mike was saying, where it's like he's got the worst qualities of Wenger. I'd actually go one step further. He's got the worst qualities of Wenger in the sense that he's stubborn and sticks to a back four. But he's also got the worst qualities of Pep Guardiola in the sense that he thinks too much. Do, do you, do you that's think... Fair. That, yeah, that's actually really fair. Sorry, does, it not see, does it not seem like... like I see a desire from the club to get itself out of the situation. I just see a club that just doesn't like, like they're, they're cursed. Like, they're, we're trying no, to get younger. No, no. We're trying to get no, no. younger, but maybe Mike, we're signing the not, wrong young no, no, guys. No, 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 that's, that's the thing, right? This is a myth that Arsenal are building a title-winning team for the future. That's a myth. 
but we've changed right. we've changed the like the things that we've done over time presumably as a recognition of our failures yet it's just still doesn't work like like at what point are you just like it doesn't matter <laughs> excuse me doesn't matter what we do <laughs> look this is just and, and that's when you start pointing at the owners because that's the one thing that you can't change constantly all right, all right. All right. The reason, the reason, right? I say that. The reason I say that's a myth, right? Because the thing is, I've got a lot of stick over the last few weeks because I have, I've just said that Ramsdale, Odegaard, and the other signings we've made don't change a goddamn thing, right? Ask yourself this: Would Ramsdale get into Liverpool side? No. Would he get into Man City side? No. Would he get into Chelsea's? Hell no. Hell no. The signings we've made. He'd be ahead of Keppa. There's that. They have, they have Mendy now. Keppa's a backup. Come on. <laughs> the signings we've made, right? If you if you really want to look at it, are they going to make an impact the way Van Dyke and Allison did for Liverpool? The answer? No. No, it's not going to happen. And this manager, on him while I'm at it, he has to be the most protected manager in the history of Arsenal Football Club. And I mean and I mean more so than Wenger. Wenger never got this amount of protection. The reason Well, the, and the, the only need, re, the only reason he needed protection was uh, because things got so bad after he already had gotten I mean, Arteta's done yeah, nothing, he, and yet he's he been earned, He earned that because he gave us the Invincibles and said amount of FA Cups, right? Now, I'm not saying that Wenger didn't need to go, like, at the end of it. Of course he did. He's He was culpable with why we're, where we are where we are right now, but you can't sit... At least he had a clout to go, I don't want this player, get rid of him. And you could sit there and go, yeah, but if Wenger says he doesn't want to play our cool, because he's he's got that clout of he's Arsene Wenger, right? Arteta's not got anything like that. I look at him and I, I, I was watching him on the touchline today, right? He looks like a broken man. Like, if you notice, he's never sat down the entire time he's been at Arsenal. And today he sits down. That was an embarrassment, Mike. An embarrassment. Are you seriously telling me that this man is going to take us forward? Oh, look at this team. They look legitimately lost. Lost. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hard not to argue with that. And the only thing that could possibly change the trajectory of where things are headed right now, which is in a very negative direction, would be some sort of awakening after the international break which we are almost certain to enter either bottom or or next to bottom at the table in. and Bro, we're propping up newcastle at the bottom of the league yeah i mean you know i there's no reason to think it will change but i don't i don't and, and we're going to talk about this we're going to kind of start with this um going forward which is you know what has to happen for him to get sacked at this point like how bad and how long does it need to go and personally my thought is we don't have to look any further than the North London Derby on 26th of September. No. Um, he loses if, that, he's fucked. 
if he doesn't win that game, even if the two previous games out out of the out of the internationals have been won, if he doesn't win that game, I don't see how he can hold his position anymore. Uh, quick yes or no on that, and then we're going to go to Sam, who's been waiting in uh, in the red room. I mean, can you see the club, even knowing that he's protected? Can you see them holding on to him if we don't come out of that specific game with a win? His time is coming to an end, Mike, and people need to get with that. Now, I know what people are going to say to me. Oh, what? what who are you going to bring in then? But well, let's just get something straight right now. Antonio Conte is not coming. Right? That's not happening. The reason he left Inter was because the Inter board couldn't match his ambitions. You really think he's going to join Arsenal when we've got... Cronky, Cronky have already said that they're, they're, they're committed to this youth movement and that comes with coaching as well. We're going to... We'll end up with... I'll tell with you Grant Potter we'll or that. Eddie Howe. That's, that's just who I was about to say. That's who you'll get. Graham Potter. Right? But the truth is, I wouldn't mind Graham Potter. Do you know why I wouldn't? Because when I look at what he's done with Brighton, he's actually done a good job on limited means. They play very good football, attacking football at that. And if they had a striker that's better than Mopai, they would be higher than they are, or at least in recent years. And, and the new... And the big news is that we're 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 gonna we're gonna lo- we're gonna lure Graham Potter here by offering Brighton uh, uh, Ben White, and it's gonna it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be the most important thing that we've ever done. Colin, we gotta let you go. There's some people waiting in the red room. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Always good to hear your point of view. Um, yeah, Colin, I'll, I'll say one thing that I kind of I that kind of differentiates you from like a lot of the fans. I kind of think well, for for the most part is you kind of have issues with everything. And I kind of find that, in a sense, refreshing, Colin, because normally what it is 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 fans pinpoint like it's specifically only the, you know, X player. It's specifically only the owner. Specifically, you kind of look at it as a little bit of a more broader picture. And you're, you're an equal at the, opportunity bastard. You're equal opportunity. That's what you are. I, I, I don't, that's what I, I kept on thinking about a, a, a hip hop reference coming your guys' way. A Tupac song. Where he's like, I am prejudiced. I don't give a fuck, and um, he starts knocking on everybody. That's that's what it reminded me of. But yeah, hey, Colin, it's not even that, mate. It's not even that, mate. Like I, I just look at things in the cold of like black and white and shit. Like it's not yeah. hard to do, like because like the amount of people that have basically said to me that. Oh, you're a bad fan because you're not you don't have 100 percent belief in the signings that we've made right and you don't have a hundred percent belief in the manager apparently here's the news for you lads that, that apparently makes you a bad fan all of a sudden yeah i wouldn't apparently pay too much attention no yeah no, i wouldn't pay I too much right? attention I'll, I'll tell you why I, i'll tell you why i don't like because at the end of the day, right, you have to look at things from a clear point of view, right? What is the style we play? Are the players that we've signed going to impact us in a sense that they're going to take us from eight to fourth? And is the manager going to be able to take us to challenging for a title again? The answer to all of those questions is no. And if you can't see that, 
I've got news for you. You've got the blinders on. And with that, I well, bid you of, adieu. Some yes. of us want, some of us are more comfortable with the blinders on. Uh, final word. Uh, Thanks, Collie. AEW or WWE? Come on, CM Punk, dude. Come on. Obviously. Come on. Come on. Bro. You already know. Come on. We had the, the, the greatest debut in the history of the business outside Ogden happened this week. Who do you that think was a hell, with? That was a hell of a pop. That's all I'm going to say. I, I put right. my transfer request in on WWE. I'm, I'm yeah, officially yeah. leaving. <laughs> yeah, they might be done. All right. Thanks, Colin. Take care. All right, Later, Sam, bro. we're going to bring you in now. Sam. All right, Sam. Welcome. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you calling from? Where are you? Uh, where, where are you sitting at the moment? I'm sitting just outside of Boston, um, in Woburn, but uh, I'm from the Cayman Islands, though. But supported Arsenal my entire life. My my dad grew up not too far outside of Highbury Stadium. So, all right. So that's the that that's the why. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we got a couple things we could talk about today. I mean, we could talk about uh, Holdings hair. I don't know what that was all about. Or lack thereof. Uh, Pablo Mare starting to show some signs of uh, of maybe not being good enough. Sambi Lakanga, but I mean, did you do you have a, a specific thing that you want to talk about and 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 bring onto the mic? Um, you guys wanted something positive. Well, Ben White's got a COVID test that's positive. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Um, Thank you, your Sam. You. I think you know that that's not what I meant, but that is pretty. That's pretty good. All right, well, nice. I got to dig deep. About the only I? positive thing going on. Um, Nothing if not if not listening to instructions. <laughs> One thing I would say about Arteta, though, I mean, like, I kind of feel bad for him in a way because he still hasn't had a good run. It, it, you know, there's there's still a lot going on. There's still a lot of context, um, and you can kind of see what he's trying to do. Um, you know, like he's, you know, this whole family vibe, he's trying to bring the fans back together. He's, you know, he's recruiting young and he's trying to build something for the future, but none of that means anything. If you can't string some points together, that's all going to go right out the window. You can send out a family video today and everybody's going to be feeling it and feeling good. But then tomorrow, if you lose again, it goes away. So He's doing he's doing some right things off the pitch. Yeah, they're they're working that out off the pitch, but he just needs to get it right on the pitch. And I don't see, I've you know I've seen him make enough mistakes now to just feel like that's not going to change. He's he's shown his stubbornness. He 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 refuses to go back to a back three uh, when that was working with the players that we have. And you know, it's gonna it's gonna be his downfall. Would you prefer a guy? who is aggressively tinkering and trying to change things and showing that like, okay, well, this isn't working. I'll go to that. And in, and in doing that exposes his, you know, his immaturity and, and lack of experience, but is trying to fix it or someone who at this point, I think we can say fancies himself a little bit more experienced than he is just because he, he sat at the side of the master and is unwilling to change stuck on his process and willing to die on that hill i mean like at this point neither one are a good are, are a good option but i mean it, how, said, how much longer in a separate question how, how much longer are we going to give him uh, yeah you know i think we've already given him a bit too long to be honest um 
the uh the, you use the word tinkering but you know th there's it's not tinkering if you have a backup all you need is a plan b and a plan b for me would be a back three and 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 a game like today that should have been something that he does i mean you it's you can t and you know you need to have a little bit of like tinkering as well because things are going to get thrown at you you're going to get COVID situations you're going to get injuries with tyranny and stuff like that but you should have a he does not have a plan B. It's very clear to see that he does not have a plan B. And if he has one, he's stingy with it because he won't take it out of his pocket and use it. So what's the point in having one? So Sam, one thing that you brought up was, you know, a plan B. And and I know, I just want to point this out that I, I do understand that you're referring to tactics. So, um, but I, I was kind of thinking about a plan B course of action in this COVID world that we're living in, which it seems that it's going to be very normal unless it would be the most arsenal thing for like another game to be postponed when somebody, when a team has like four, four or five positive tests and we don't right? but it, in this, in this season, which it seems to be the type of season where any team could have four or five po positive tests and the game will go on considering the, the I'm going to say the lack of depth within our squad we're getting ours out of the way early in the season. So no, 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 no. Yeah, just gave them all in starting in October. Yeah, because everyone yes, will yes, have had it. Yes. Uh, so only the second half of the season counts, Mike. We know this. Um, right. No, but I'm referring to like, how do you think the season will be affected? Like, I was having a discussion with a few pals of mine, and and I could see teams like City and Chelsea with a ridiculously high quality second team. Right, we've seen City. We've seen that the whole like rosters that they put like two starting 11s for sitting. They're both top four. So if they're missing Stone, they got like Laporte, right? If they're missing like Sterling, they got like Foden. And so do you think that's going to like a heavy impact on the league moving forward? And like, is it going to be a thing where like Chelsea and City are just best prepared for this type of situation? You know what? It's going to always, it's, you know, regardless of whether we're in COVID or not, it's always going to have an impact on the, on a league. Because you you look at Arsenal, look at how many injuries we get. You know, um, there's always going to be a reason for players, your starting players, not to be there. But it is amplified greatly by COVID, I believe. Yes, um, because you know your COVID's just throwing another another thing that can happen to a player in there. So you're going to have a lot more people out a lot more often, and you have those teams with the depth like City that are they 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 probably have their bench can just walk into our team, right? So yeah, I a hundred percent agree that it, it it will impact the way that the season plays out. And the teams with the less depth are, you know, they're going to get hurt and we don't have depth. I think COVID is going to, is going to go down in football annals as being like the worst thing that ever happened to Arsenal. Like, yeah. we're, cause, cause it's just all about Arsenal at this point with COVID because everyone else is all right. No, no, that that wasn't the question. No. That Everyone that was not fine. the question, Mikey. Um, drink some water. Where we drink drink some water. Sober up a little, Mikey. And, and, that was not the question. <laughs> uh, no, it it could it could mean the difference between like a team that's battling relegation. If you think, we're just we're talking about just squad depth, just in general. I just brought it up as a conversation. But yeah. if you're like you know Norris that just came up, and Aaron's you know, and somebody else gets gets sick. That's a massive loss for them. It it's it just seems like going to be fairly crazy now. I I'm expected to see far more COVID a positive COVID test in this season now that there's no sport bubble. 
right? Everybody's out doing their own thing. So this is it's gonna go around the league way more is what I'm expecting this season. Yeah, your your question would be a lot easier to answer if if there were um, you know clear policies around COVID. There is none. That you, like so, how many players? I'll ask you this: How many players have to have COVID for them to postpone the match? Well, that was a question before the Brentford game. Was like like if it was really COVID that struck all those people, and it was all Friday afternoon that they found out about it. At what point do you try to you know? postpone the game and do you you know the is there the, a rule about that it, it yeah. just seems that now if you have an outbreak of covid in your squad the players who have it miss the game and everyone else plays and that was not the way it was during project restart you know i mean it, if you had one then basically it was that was it for everybody so i i don't know but i you know i'm just we're getting it all out of the way early um yeah, we even got the Martinelli injury out of the way early. Yeah, too. we got what the Jeremy injury, the party injury. The what I can't wait, what I can't wait is for like when Aubameyang is benched for the fourth time later this year, and they still try to use COVID as an excuse. I'm like, I'm like, I'm no, I'm not Anthony goddamn Fauci, but I'm pretty sure you can't get COVID four times in four weeks. So you got to come up with a different excuse at this point. Sam, yeah. uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, if Thanks, you would Sam. like to. Be- if you'd like to be found on social media, where would we be? Where would we go to do so? Uh, work of Arteta. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All it, right. it, it flip-flops between being real and sarcastic, depending on how we're doing. Yeah, I love I mean, that, dude. My, Thanks, my, my, my support of Arsenal flips between being real and sarcastic, <laughs> depending on where we're going. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, Sutton United. I mean, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna petition the rest of the podcast to change it to a Sutton United pod. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. But uh, Sam, always great to have a new face on the uh, on the open mic. So, appreciate you joining us. Yeah, man. Cheers, guys. Later, all right, brother. take care, buddy. All right, we're gonna. Michael, are you ready to come on? Looks like you're ready to come on, yeah. Michael. Ma- Michael, you. I'm watching you. You've been all over the place. I've seen you in a bus, a car, your house. Yeah, I saw, I I saw clouds right behind now. you. Yeah. So, are, where where are you on your way home from? Um, no, I just I just left the house. I actually am uh, in the grocery store right now, trying to go grocery shopping. <laughs> so you're so you're so you're buying food and and yeah. just you can't stop thinking about the arsenal at this point. I mean, I love, I love are the you leaving on your grocery cart at this moment? <laughs> yeah. Turn it around. Let's see what's in there. Let, let's see what's in there after an Arsenal loss. Well, you're at Costco. Right now, it looks like you're at Costco. It's yeah. No, I'm in ATV. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 is it all alcohol and like comfort food, no, or are you buying everything. like there's no vegetables Pretty much in there? Groceries, vegetables, you know everything. Because um, the last, like the last thing I want to do after a game like today is buy fucking vegetables i'm sorry <laughs> maybe this is the wrong thing to say but we played like vegetables today yeah we yeah, we only yeah, yeah, we only eat salads when arsenal wins which would explain mikey mike our, our weights <laughs> when did you get so cocky to talk, to come with me with that bullshit all right so all right so michael what thoughts on the game today we uh i i, I or if you would prefer, because we've spoken about the game today, thoughts on Odegaard and Ramsdale coming in? Because we haven't potted since the uh, since the Mega Friday supermarket sweep of, of new yeah. players and, for Arsenal. And there's a request for you right there on the chat, if you could see it, Michael. 
Yeah. You got what? Uh, why you're Why you're there? Can you buy some players? Player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're yeah. gonna take We're gonna take the two dollars and eighty cents that YouTube lets us keep from that, and we're gonna add it to your grocery bill. No problem. Thank you, Sam. And uh, yeah, so Michael, what's on your mind? Yes. Um. So I'm gonna start with the um, Ramsdale and Odegaard situation. I mean, uh, if we're looking at it from uh, Arsenal perspective, which is you know. We're looking to get people in. It's, you know, it's good signings. But if we're looking at it in terms of what we need, you know, as a club that, you know, should be competing for, like, you know, the highest trophies, um, I would say that is subject to interpretation. And I would also go as far as saying that we're not kind of addressing, you know, the issues that we have, right? Because, um, yeah, we're buying a lot of players. We're giving um, players new contracts. But we're not selling anybody. Apart from Joe Willock that we sold for, what, the odd 20 million or, you know, 25 million? Uh, we're, we're not selling to, We're about to come into some serious money for Kolasinac, too. I mean, the way, he was, the way he was able to be on the bench today should add uh -huh. at least another 50 to 75p yeah. <laughs> onto, his, onto his trade value. I know what you're saying, but, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very sad, right? The state at which the club is being run right now. Um, one time we'll be calling it do the Messiah, you know, like the best thing, you know, since should I say kale now? I'm not going to go with fried rice today, you know, but the next week we'll be calling him the worst, you know, person to ever do deals or do businesses, you know, at the Arsenal because of the way they're running the club. And, Without, you know, being generous, I can say categorically that they're running the club into the ground. Like, the club is being run into the ground right now. Um, we don't have a manager that seems to know what he's doing. Um, you know, apart from him being, like, the best person to talk to when it comes to media assignments, which, you know, I think that's the only thing he knows how to do. The other I mean, thing, I, I, I think... I think he knows what he's doing. I just think he just can't get it to work. Like I don't think he's clueless. I think he's just—it's just all going wrong on him. Like, Mikey, like, but how about this? What What would you say if we had somebody like a Steve Bruce, right, or uh, Samala that is coming to that team, you know, and actually make them play? Like, the I would just feel so dirty. I would just feel no, so no, no, dirty. No, no, no. I'm just, like, I'm just trying to, you know, look at it from that perspective because. We, we all say, oh, yeah, maybe he's working with what he's got. But in my opinion, I don't think he's getting anything out of those players. I don't think they, you know, I, I, I would not want to say this, but I have to. I don't think they accord him, you know, a respect that they will accord a well-seasoned coach, you know, which would ultimately make them give their all for the coach, you know. I, I don't know that Allardyce is the romanticized vision that our players have of their savior. I maybe know. maybe if I you're playing <laughs> maybe if you're playing for like a West Brom or something like that. So uh -huh. but 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 that brings up a bigger point and and I have two questions for you. One is related to Arsenal, the other is related to groceries. Um, price check coming up. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the first question is is he losing the dressing room because that has always been my end stop or, or, or full stop of, of when a manager's lifespan is over is when his players don't believe in him anymore, no matter what his ideas are. And the second thing is, 
Is there any food to your right or left that's within grabbing distance, and can you show us what it is? Okay. Um, so first first thing is, no, second thing, there's a yeah. food to my grabbing distance, and this is mini sweet peppers. So, Damn. Yeah. All right. So, so you are literally in the vegetable section. Yeah, I am in the vegetable Major section. Major props to you. I, I've never experienced that before. <laughs> and... Um, to add, answer the first thing you asked, um, I think he's lost the dressing room since last season. Um, I think he's coming with um, a sort of militarized approach, you know, where he knows he's not got, like, the experience on his side or the age on his side for people to, you know, ultimately respect him. So he has to look for, you know, like, these things in other channels, like the loophole. So it tends to go like, you know, a military dictator with these people. As you know, the um, absence of Aubameyang against Tottenham last season, you know, when it was five minutes late, you know, to the to, to the boss or whatever that was. So um, in my opinion, I think he's lost the dressing room since last season. Um, I think... He doesn't have a clue what he's doing because I don't understand how we'll have certain players that are still on the roster and, you know, they can come in or they, they're not playing or, you know, we, there's different things going on in the club that needs addressing. There's different things. And, you know, the manager always comes, speaks to the media so well that you feel, okay, you know, all is well and good. But trust me, the club is in shambles right now it's 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 a shadow of you know what we've been in the past what people are have known Arsenal to be the only good thing about Arsenal right now is the jersey you have on that's it yeah that's the only good thing about Arsenal as of right now well and I'll, and I'll add one to it and it's 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 something I've said over and over and over again it's uh, you know I, I kind of preach about it but the environment where I was today, where I still am today, they, they've all left, but I'm still here. Uh, I see, I see, oh, no, that was a Bayern Munich jersey. Look, if you can't enjoy the time with your friend, I mean, that is like the only thing we have left is to go be with your mates, go to the pub, gallows humor, if you know what that means. Like, like I mean, I, I would rather laugh about how shit we are then fucking have to really spend a lot of time thinking about how shit we are right. and know that I can do almost nothing about it. But, um, you know, I, I, we're always trying to see the positives, and at this point it's, it's, it's almost impossible to see anything on the pitch. That's a positive. Um, but, uh, Michael, get back to yeah. the shopping. We don't, we don't want you to get arrested. Uh, I don't know why you would get arrested, but, like, you know, for... <laughs> Don't worry, I have I have For disturbing people while they shop. <laughs> are there any other are there any other like Chelsea fans at the uh, at the grocery store? Um well I don't know. There there might be some Real Madrid fans because it's a lot and, of Mexican around here. And, and if any and if, if anyone wants to join you at the grocery store, where can you be found? Like we normally ask about social media, but like where I mean, can people physically join you right now and talk to you? Right now you can join me at the H E B produce section. In Houston, Texas. <laughs> but if you want to find me on social media, it's um, at Michael Ayor on Instagram. Uh, it's at Baba Jide on um, Twitter. Uh, Michael, yeah. you uh, you buddies with Stephen Hernandez? No, nah, I don't know. You know Stephen? All right, Stephen is uh, I think he's the branch manager for Houston. So get out to the pub, 
Stop shopping for groceries. Watch the games. At least enjoy the companionship uh, as we get relegated this season. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, take care. I like that. Hey, Michael, thanks, thanks for dropping by, brother. All right, thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right, Aston, you've been waiting patiently. No, don't do it, you, Aston. Don't you do had, it. You had your uh, – now, I was setting up for the podcast, and uh, and Aston, you know, okay, Aston has carte blanche. Aston has carte blanche now to come on any podcast that he wants and get and get first billing. So so Highbury Squad, there he was. Um, but I wasn't able to hear the whole thing. I mean, Sophie's here now. Would you like to tell her how much you love her, or are you guys you all out? No, of, of course not. I, I love Sophie. She's literally one of the best presenters in the business. Um, all that's going on is Sophie's just angry. Arsenal fans are angry. We're going to be angry. We're not used to this. And it's okay for us to express our anger. Like, I'm, why would I be mad at Sophie about that? And she, she I was, I'm just story. trying to start shit. I know that you're not mad. <laughs> I know. I know. Magic Mike. Sophie is the best. She's the best at having confrontations and not having it get personal. Like, I've never met anyone as fully actualized as, as she can to, like, Get all the way down into the in, into the we're having a debate situation, and then be like, and then pull it back from there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's okay because it's human nature that when we get emotional, we we lose the nuance and we lose our ability to like look at situations kind of honestly and also in greater detail to kind of suss out what's really happening, which is boring. I know the fact of the matter is. Um, we really just lost to a team that won the Champions League and the like third or fourth best striker in the world against our second string uh, center back. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, Mari was a joke. We get that. He was bad. Jaka was on the floor more than Greek plates on a on and a wedding. You know, it's just it, it is what it is. I, I I'd rather look at the positives that I see happening. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because. I mean, I don't like being depressed. I mean, every everything sucks at this point. Well, Everyone out, youth in, and then the youth uh, sucks. So the youth should okay. be out. Okay, so on on that note, first and foremost, there you go, Aston. For you, breaking news: Aston doesn't like Sophie. I, uh, second of all, uh, while while we're on the the subject of my transfer request, there you go. While we're on the subject of of youth, because that there is seems to be, believe this or not, I'm going to use the word planned. Um, you know, course of action for, for the, the club to rejuvenate our squad, right? Yeah, so absolutely. what's absolutely. the balance here, Aston, between is there a such thing as going too young? And is it reasonable to get such a young squad and expect to sell this extremely young squad to a top-class manager? Like, I'm going to pop pop that bubble a little bit because last time I checked, our worst players were our oldest ones today. Jaka, Jaka and Mari were shocking, and it wasn't our young players. Matter of fact, our our midfield and defense was so bad that Leno just passed the ball right down the field, and we did way better at that building up attacks than we've ever done playing out of the back with those guys. So, like, I don't, like, you know, I, I think our young players are actually really good. I think they're going to get a lot of slack because this is a negative time, and it sucks that they have to shoulder that. But the reality is, like, you know, like Martinelli just played in the Olympics. Jacques, um, Saka just played in uh, the Europa League. They're both tired and they still looked fine. 
I mean, um, one of the big things that I noticed today, if you want to take a positive, is I think Martinelli's far ahead of Balogun. None of us are playing in the Europa League. I just have to point that out. Oh, oh, um, um, you you know what I meant, Euros. Um, But but I think Martinelli's way in front of Balogun, and I think that's exciting. You know what I mean? Like, if you noticed in this game, Pepe wasn't double teamed the whole game. And that was entirely because Martinelli was just running back and forth the entire time. And sure, he didn't get the ball, but that's not his fault. You know what I mean? And and as far as like as far as like of the other youth too, if you if you want to go into it, um, I mean Saka was great. I think ESR is great. I think the main issue is it's like Arteta says, and I know everybody's going to hate me saying this, but we're like a couple of players away from the project blowing up. <laughs> and, and, and that's specifically, and we saw it exposed again today, and that's specifically in the midfield. And I think that, I don't know, like, as far as, like, where do I, what do I blame Arteta with? I Do I think that Arteta could do things differently over this last year? Sure. I don't think that this game was actually that bad. I actually think he was very flexible. I just don't think people noticed what he changed. He just looked second best the entirety of the 90 minutes. And yeah, which of, our, which of our players is better than any of their players? Well, no, no, I know, I agree. But, but it, it just – there are – in the Premier League, you see teams that are obviously second best, not necessarily roll over. And, and that's what we saw today. But, you know, I didn't – How many times did they get the ball in behind Mari this time? Because two weeks ago, we were complaining about how we were getting burned straight down the middle. And did you guys not notice that that didn't happen this game? No. Where do we get burned, though? Where do we get burned? And we got and, burned. And, wait, wait, wait. Look, and let me and let me address that. We got burned on the left side because Tierney kept having to come into the center and cover when Jaka missed the ball. So which was ab- which we was absolutely. Sammy. We switched. That was Sammy the issue on the second goal, and we stopped conceding chances on the left hand side. And that and that's what I wanted to ask both of you: defend Kieran Tierney today because both those goals came from his side. But was he asked to do too many things? I mean, look, this is always the narrative of, like, do you go in on Tierney for say, for having a shit game? Or do you find out where things broke down, you know, for Tierney to have to have covered someplace that he was, you know. So, so when you say he I mean, had they, a shit oh, the, game. Those goals were, so, we were so bad on the left side today. It's not mm-hmm. even funny. So did you notice that in both of those goals, Tierney was like covering for Jacques and and, and Mari? Like he either either Mari would literally be losing to Lukaku and Jaka would be just drifting out somewhere. And that's why he came in because if you look, he's two on one both times. So what do you like what, what do you want what do you want him to do? He he is adjusting. He's adjusting to the fact of what he sees on the field. So it's like I don't know. I, I think the I think that Tierney is great. I really the, the thing that I'm most worried about um, to to Mike's question is I'm really worried about burning these young players out. That's what I'm actually burned worried about. I think the atmosphere. I think the way that we're we're approaching the game right now, and I just think that the whole thing is is not a great setup. And it's either it's like it's like basically we're doing a trial by fire right now. Remember the last time we did that in 2008? Didn't end well. You know what I mean? Yeah, so let's go to let's go to um, some comments from Arteta after the game. Uh, it's interesting because we we've got we've got James saying Tierney was awful. We've got Loki saying that he's got no question to answer because ultimately he was exposed due to other people's faults, and that was the reason I asked the question, which is you know like, well, what do I you mean, guys think? Can I can I point in because this is going to be a, a slight source of frustration for me this whole window. Oh! 
I mean, I'm hoping that means Fiorentina scored and, and Mourinho's Roma is losing, by the way. But, all right, David. Roma's winning. Or David, as you like to say. Um, look, last week, Mari steps up to cover Shaka, ends up getting burned. This week, Tierney steps up to cover Shaka, ends up getting burned. So there is a slight look. That the, the center midfielder position is going to be a pain in my rear end. Um, at least for what it seems like another summer. And I, and I know Sambi is stepping up, and he's been looking really brilliant, and it's refreshing. I, I, honestly, I wasn't expecting him to get this much game time. I understand the party's injured, but going based on the past decisions that Teta has made, I was kind of thinking, oh, and then he's going to start because he's going to value experience over somebody young. But so Sambi's been we, a breath of fresh air. Can we go with this? Shame. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I love when Samir calls Arteta Pep light, by the way. I absolutely love <laughs> it. Love you, Bo. Uh, all right. All right, all right so get, get on. Sorry. Let's go to the Arteta quotes. Um, I'm, I'm not going to put them up on the screen. I'm just going to say them. So, yeah. Um, Arteta said, you can always do things better in a football match. In the first half, we had some difficulties. It took us a long time to regain the ball in the areas we needed. When we did, we looked a real threat. Um, okay. On whether this is the most difficult period of his career, one of the difficult moments you have to go through, the circumstances are really difficult and probably unprecedented. Feeling sorry for ourselves doesn't help, though. Um, okay, sorry. Um, Roma almost scored with all of our ex-players. Um, it's really challenging at the moment. We're missing nine players. We are playing with a lot of courage. They are trying their best, but at the moment, it's not enough to win football matches. Let's stop there for a second. Aston, on a scale from one to total bullshit, what is, what is, where do you put that? I put that in the, if he would have said the part where, where he said like, oh, Mari was absolute shit today, everybody would have had to go at him. So I, I just feel like, what are you, what is he supposed to say? What do you want him to say? Do you want him to, to call out the players? Would that make yeah. you guys feel better about it? I mean, I'm now, honestly... Works for some coaches. No, at I mean, this, you know, uh, the thing is, uh, realistically, if you don't have results in your favor, which we've, you know, it, it hasn't been going the team's way. At this point, Arteta even got, like, I'm going to say, like, more positive Arsenal fans. Negative. I, I really, I, To be completely honest, I hate the positive negative. There's, there's people that question things more than others, and that's completely, absolutely fine. Um, so just ignore the, the positive thing. But those that were holding out faith that he might be able to turn it around, are, even they are starting to kind of think, I don't know. So at this point, Arsenal ha uh, has a massive amount of the fan base kind of questioning him. And because of that, literally, like Athen said, no matter what he says, because like we saw it last season when we were going through a bad patch prior to that December break that we had, where I think he tore into Pepe, and like some like the fan base completely wrecked him, and then he came out and defended another player. I forgot who it was. It was like Shakhtar he tore into Pepe for and, his discipline, and then he and then he supported Jaka. I think for his like that. That's what I'm saying. So, but the the point for me was essentially is. To Tassin's point, it's literally no matter what he says during these press interviews, after a bad loss like that, he's not look, he's not gonna get a free ride. 
there, there's nobody's gonna gonna allow him to like literally he can't say anything other than to play the next game and hopefully win. There's no comments that Betha could give or a player could give that's going to make fans feel better. And, and here's the situation, really. It's like, unfortunately, and we called this years ago, and some of us are now having to, like, die by the sword, which is, hey, we're going to be bad after Wenger, and we're going to have to rebuild this whole team. And if you would have said those years ago that it was going to, we wouldn't be, you know, back in the top four for five years, a lot of people agreed. But it's like, when it's happening, it's harder for us to process it. It's harder for us to see it because I mean, honestly, like we, we missed like not, not only it's hard because we want to do things like we want to blame ABBA, for example, but ABBA wasn't on the pitch today. Lacazette wasn't on the pitch today, but all I'm hearing is ABBA. uh, Oh, how many times is he going to bench Aubameyang? Why didn't he start? What what do you guys want from him? You you get mad at Mari is getting destroyed. Well, what do you want? Do you want him to play Gabrielle? Gabrielle wasn't there. You know what I mean? We don't have a left-sided defender. We don't have our first choice right-sided defender. We we you know, if he puts if he goes to a back 3 and plays Chambers and plays them man on man, who do you think wins? Like, do you think a back three magically makes this like somehow us somehow win our battles? None of it matters against a team like Chelsea because we're not yeah. a team like Chelsea at this point. Exactly. We have it, to. I, it, it, that's again, the pill that we have to swallow. This isn't. This isn't the podcast of let's just fucking bend over and accept it. I mean, in some ways it is, but like, no, but don't like go there. when it comes when it comes to Arsenal. I, I can't help but think like like this is what we are and and how much anger and angst and finger pointing do we need to do before we realize that it, you know it's a much bigger problem than something that we could just solve from week to week. I I I say again that I think that the North London Derby on the twenty sixth of September, which comes from look we're going to go into the international break with a historically bad start to the season. Then we'll have two opportunities to pick up points um, on, you know, against Norwich and mm, I forget who the other West Brom. No, can't be West Brom. West Brom. uh, West Brom's the League Cup game. But like, you know, like best case scenario, we're we're going into that derby with six points out of fifteen. And we end with six points out of eighteen, or we end up with nine points and a and a victory in the derby. Like 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 what? Burnley. Thank you, Zamir. I mean, I just it, it's not it's not a good situation. But speaking of West Brom, and we're going to end here. I think Aston, we have a game on Wednesday against West Brom in a League Cup second round matchup, which we haven't we haven't played in for over 22, 23 years. How important to you is the League Cup? Given that we don't have Europe, and and who do you expect to see on the pitch on Wednesday, knowing that we have a game against City on Sunday, are we giving up the the? Are we focusing more on Wednesday than Sunday? Are we putting out the Azizes and the Hutchinsons of the world? Of the world, those Benny Hill crew. I think it's a no-win situation. Uh, you, you put out a strong team uh, on Wednesday, and we lose uh, to Man City. We're accused of trying. We're accused of not taking the um, league seriously. We do the opposite. We're we're 
called were called trophyless. I think that it's important that the club do something um, to try to get some silverware on the table. The reason being is I think our club just needs a boost. I think that the same way that nuance disappears when we're negative, it also disappears more positive. So I think I'd, I'd really like to see us have a real go at winning something to bring some positive, some some illogical positivity back, you know? Um, and I do agree with you. I do think that we're coming up on a reckoning on Arteta. And, you know, as much as, you know, people might say I defend him, you know, I see tons of mistakes. Like, why was Jacques a captain? You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. My answer is I don't know. The point is keep drinking, Gooners. Yeah, I mean, the, keep drinking. Mike, the, the Mac, yeah, there you go. There we you couldn't go. hear the you because you had the mic away from you. Sorry, the one thing that's going to suffer uh, this season more than Arsenal supporters is Arsenal supporters' livers. And by the way, I'm looking up on the corner here and listening to people. And you know who looks really, really good for Roma? Hmm. Tammy what fucking egg? Abraham. <laughs> Tammy Abraham. Oh, they've just scored. All right, so they've just scored. And it's been it's been waved up. Yeah, Tammy Abraham looks looks like he's got the bit between his teeth or whatever the fuck that expression is, and um, and and yet he wasn't good enough for us. Yeah, because so. Aubameyang's better. But it, it's cool because like we have no we have no <laughs> I mid. Love like, that. Can, can can Tammy Abraham play center mid? Because that's what we need. I, I get that there's shiny new toys out there, but we need to be sensible. He really looks incredible, actually. Sam, I mean, you know, Sammy be, I mean, he's an attractive I'll be completely, I'm not going to doubt that. I'll so be completely aggressive. honest. I, I thought Aston was going to be, like, way more fired up, but I think he he, he unwound on, on Highbury squad, so he's a little bit more tamed right now. But I, I think um, Aston is – I'm going to say you're more willing to accept the very hard reality in which our club is currently in. And to your point, because when we – there's a major like revamp in the whole club and people are going to people fans will say this is going to take a lot of time to fix. I think when they say this is going to take a lot of time to fix they're like okay so a few season like a, a few uh, a few months and we'll be back on track. I, I think to to Aston's point I mean it it was a massive uphill battle and I'm not speaking solely on Ateta. I'm speaking the club to fix the wage issues the squad, you know, the old players. It was a massive, massive freaking um, work. So let's piece be honest. Do, so it's going to take a long let's, time. Let's be honest. This is, this is a 15-year rebuild, and we're in year four. So just buckle up for the next 11 years. Everything, everything's coming into place. We're getting younger. By the time our young core is 35, we will have won – Oh, it's a goal. Please. Hey, hey yeah. I, I dare you, you say it's Tammy. Like is it Tammy? <laughs> I know Arsenal doesn't understand this, but this is how it looks when the team that you're rooting for scores. Where are you, Where? Mike? He's, he's in uh, – He's wait, when? where did these Roma fans come from? Um, I'm confused. Northern in Virginia, Ireland? apparently. Yeah. Northern Virginia is happy. Yeah, this pub – this pub, is, this pub is Arsenal. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, of shabs and, and spurs that come in here. But Roma's always had a Roma's always had a presence here. So um, Mike, what are you do, Mike, can you know? I can I say are you doing this whole micro microphone thing to like top Tom Canton? Because his new media duties, are you looking more official? Just, just be glad that 
I have a fire thing into my mouth. Mike, when are we going to get some karaoke? Um, I don't know. I thought I we we had it in Orlando, but I was I couldn't I couldn't stay up for it. So. All we need is Lukai Osaka. <laughs> I, I think this is probably a good place to, yeah, to close it's it probably out. a good place. Asin, uh, dude, thanks for joining us, dude. As always, yeah, Asin, thanks. Um, who else was with us? Uh, Michael was with us. Sam was with us. Colin, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Colin, you're you're always welcome. Uh, we always John, know what to expect John from dropped you. by with the video. John with the video and in the chat. Um, everyone in the chat, Taib, David, David. John, aka Dublin Gooner, Yo Yo's in the Hizzle, Loki. Um, who else we got? We got we got some people. Somehow I actually made it through the. Oh, Big Stevie, Big Stevie, Big Steve. Do we, do we want to extend this for another five minutes to get Big Stevie on, Mikey? You can go. I if got. You want. I know. I got twenty more minutes. I, I I so yeah. Bring him on. Come on through, all right, Steve. So, all right, Steve. If you want to come on, you can come on. But, uh, but yeah, this is uh, it's going to be a long season, so we're going to be focusing on a couple of different things. We're going to be focusing on Gooners versus Cancer. We're going to be focused on Gooners not watching Arsenal anymore, and uh, and that's what we're going to do. So, quick it interlude. Be, uh, do you see? I'm sorry. If we could bring them both on, but he says, can you can you send John a link? You should just go to Gooner's open mic, gooneropenmic.com. With John, uh, maybe, maybe you're putting work. Gooners with an S. Yeah. Try to get on, sir. Gooneropenmic.com. Let me play this real quick, and uh, and we'll see if anyone else wants to join us. Otherwise, we'll end the pod. But uh, but within the next few days, the uh, the official official Gooners raffle will be up for anybody that still hasn't given to Gooners versus Cancer. This is what you can look forward to. Hey Gooners, this is Alan Smith. This is Kevin Campbell. Lee Dixon. It's Colin Lewin. It's Gary Lewin. Charles Watts. Stan Potts. James Benj. Stanley. Tom from the Gooners Talk here. Ryan Ocrasser. Simon Collins. You may know me from the Evening Standard. You may know me from my time at Arsenal. You may know me from Arsenal or even the Hybrid Squad. I'm a bird cat Wonderland. Being that physio set on the bench next to Arson with my rubber gloves on. The former Arsenal physio. The Emirates Press Box, from writing, from Twitter. From Goal.com, from Twitter, from YouTube. Football is the beautiful game and it brings us all together. Sometimes there are things even more important than wins and losses. And yes, even transfers. Every 30 seconds someone in this world gets diagnosed with blood cancer. The Leukaemia and Lymphoma Society works towards curing blood cancers. And provides support to families currently dealing with these diseases. Gunas vs Cancer was started in 2017. By a lifelong Guna who lost his father to leukemia way too young. Over the last five years, Gunas v. Cancer has raised over $50,000 for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And we need your help to match that in 2021. Every donation helps. Every donation helps. Every donation helps. Every donation helps. No matter the size. And every donation enters you into the Guna raffle. We have a great chance to win amazing Arsenal prizes, including game tickets, Stadium tours, signed men and women's shirts, and maybe a retro signed shirt by yours truly, Lee Dixon. Me, yours truly, yours truly, Super Kick Camp. So much more. It's easy to take part. 
just go to www.gunasvcancer.com and donate directly to the charity. Pick the raffle prizes you want to enter to win and wait for the drawings at the end of the campaign. Again, that's www.gunasvcancer.com. We all know that victory grows out of harmony. Victory grows out of harmony. Victory grows out of harmony. With your help, we'll be victorious against blood cancer once and for all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your support. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Speaking of support, we've got a support. We've got some supporters in the house. Um, you have. I don't know how to end the show, so 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 we've just added two people after we've already said we're ending the show. This, John, this is how twenty-four hour pods happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're 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 going into our third hour. No, uh, John, at the match today, uh, a joyous occasion, sponsored and provided to you by incredible gooners and family, and and it was just shit, right? Wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. A- well, to be fair, I think we were kind of expecting that kind of result, weren't we, really, against a good Chelsea team. Um, but it, it was disappointing, nevertheless. I mean, I think the first 15 minutes, we did kind of go toe-to-toe with them, but we just haven't got that final product in, in the bag anymore. It, it, just, it was never seen to be coming at all throughout the game. I think the only time I saw Mendy do a save was when um, Saka had a shot and he kind of made a bit of a you know tip over the bar and he made it look all kind of dramatic but it wasn't really that great a shot and that that was about it really the, we were it, chanting it, it, at the it, we were at the pub chanting shot on goal shot on yeah goal. Like, well, we were we, just yeah. like looking for anything that we could possibly we, we we couldn't get our shots away really uh we were getting closed down too quickly and that you know tierney got a couple of balls in but he didn't seem to be able to beat his man today and get anything um, good into the box uh, i don't know it was just i just felt it was all very flat um, whenever we did seem to go forwards, we'd get right forward and then we'd end up going back, particularly when the ball goes to Jacker, he always seems to end up going backwards and it's just it got quite frustrating really towards the end. I mean, we were behind the, the goal where Leno did that save. How the bloody hell he saved that? I don't know, but it was an amazing kind of reaction save. It looked absolutely brilliant. But Lukaku is is another level. We need something like that in our team, you know, that it's kind incredible of, what he's done with himself. I mean, like, like yeah, that, that kind of star <laughs> quality really is what we're missing. I, I don't really understand why we waited until the 60th minute to really make a change. I'd like to have made a scene, you know, um, uh, a Bamian come on at half time just to give us that kind of presence up front, because we just seem to be lacking that. Um, Smith, Smith Rowe played well as usual. You know, and and you could tell the youngins were really, really trying the best. The atmosphere in the first, you know, at the beginning was amazing. It really, that's, really that's, that's, really that's what I want to. Uh, that's what I want to pick your brain about because first home game. I mean, the last home game with a packed stadium, I was at two years ago yeah. or almost two years ago. West Ham, year and a half. West Ham, seventh of of March. Ozil assisting Lacazette on the last goal. A VAR goal, but like that's how long ago it's been since the since the place has been full. So, for, result aside, what I mean, what were what what can you report from the stadium? Was there what was the negativity level? Was did you get a sense that that the, that the the supporters were generally behind the team? Was there a point at which they kind of got sick of it? Like what 
what can we expect going forward? Well, it, uh, it was a good vibe to start with. But then, you know, when we went into half time and everybody kind of floods to try and get a drink and something to eat, you know, I was going up the steps and I could hear all the other fans saying, that's it now. We, we revert into back to situation negative. Um, people saying, that's it. We've had enough of our tether. It's the same old thing. Nothing's changed. And, you know, then they were, I think there was a bit of booing at half time when the team went in and that. And uh, we, we left a couple of minutes before just to try and get out and catch the train just to beat the rush. But as I was doing that video to you guys, you could hear the the, the whistle go. Well, I knew it was the final whistle because I, I could hear the booing from outside. You know what I mean? To say we're not happy with this situation and that's only going to continue because, you know, no, nothing seems to be really changing in terms of uh, uh, Arteta's game plan, I don't think. Uh, the way he sets the team up and stuff, it, it's just the same kind of thing. And it, it's just failing every time now. And it, we're having a goal drought, aren't we? I was just reading... Uh, that this is the first time in Arsenal's history that they've had the first two opening games and not not scored any goals, uh, which is a big, big worry. I mean, we didn't even see it. I mean, Abamian went even close to it when he came on, didn't really do a great deal. So, um, But I do think that when Abamian came came on, he, his pre- just his kind of presence for being that kind of star player, it did change the feel of the game a little bit. You, you just felt like something was coming. And I think that it made Chelsea a little bit more nervous. But they, they were in control of the match the whole time, as far as I was concerned. And, you know, we were quite close to the away fans and you could hear them ripping the piss out of us, you know, all kinds of chants saying, you know, you're going to be in the championship next year and all that. We were getting all that. And it it just became what, uh, a little bit what, disheartening. What block? You were, you were in the uh, in the enclosure? We were in the block, family enclosure? Yeah, it's so a block so, 27, which is kind of like the, yeah, the far left corner, um, which is near the kind of uh, dugout side, if you uh, if you know. Right. We weren't too... Uh, to be honest, I was about 100 metres away in punching distance from Roy Keane because I could see him down there with all the others. Uh, always punching and, distance with him. Uh, and, <laughs> and Graham Souness, yeah. But we were right... <clears> yeah, row six we were on, and it was right underneath the canopy. So when it started raining, we got it twice as bad because we had all the rain then dripping onto us in, on the canopy. Like, uh, we were a little bit underprepared for it, to be fair. We got absolutely drenched, but, you know... Anyone you want to shout out for those tickets? Anyone? Well, I, I, bought, I, I bought my own tickets, to be fair. Oh, oh, okay. I thought this was part of the whole Max. Thing. No, no, no. I, I, I bought my own tickets, but to be Max and his dad Matt were down there, and um, you know Adam very kindly sorted them out, and they weren't too far away from us, and we didn't only really see. We saw them just before we went in um, outside the armory, and then we didn't see them again. And then just when we got off the train at Grantham, it just so happened they'd been on the same train but in a different uh-huh. carriage. They were, you know, that's just the way it is, isn't it? But uh, yeah, well. It, move on to the next match and just hope that something improves, really, I suppose. I'm just worried that, you know, Martinelli was really limping when he went off and walked past us and Kit and Tierney. It's been said that his his seems to be the less worrisome. He said that was just cramp. Tierney's a quad. Uh, Martinelli's uh, cramp. Steve, we'll get to you in a second, but uh, having been there today, any signs of a protest? We didn't see any protests. I thought the protest was going to go outside the front of the stadium outside the armory and we were there at three o'clock um, um, but we didn't see anything or hear anything and as far as I'm aware I don't think it happened if it did it must have been quite small but I certainly didn't see anything uh, I mean people were going early we got an email from Arsenal saying that we want kind of people to try and go in 90 minutes before because they had they were checking for like um COVID vaccination certificates and there is a bit more security and that to go through. So I think everybody kind of went in a little bit earlier today. But as far as I'm aware, there there wasn't a protest. 
Yeah. So. Uh, it's, I mean, you know, having been there, I mean, there's a lot of different ways into Emirates, so it's possible there might have been something going on on the opposite side, but it just, yeah. I didn't get the sense, and I haven't heard from anyone that it was like a massive thing. It would have no, been no. all over socials if we're, you know, yeah, at a day and age where everything's recorded. I'm, I'm sure people would have been lying to I, again, I don't actually, it was big. I don't think people really truly know what they want to protest about. Um, you know, some are saying it's the, the Cronkays, some are saying it's Arteta, some are saying it's both, and it's just the whole mixed bag. It's well, we all feel like throwing our throwing our toys out of the pram, but we, I mean, but like literally, what can you? How can we direct that frustration and anger into anything productive? I don't know how how it works. So, so Steve, let's bring you in there. John, do you got to go, or are you going to stick around? Me? Yeah. We're gonna no, we're gonna I'm switch not. over to Steve. So you're welcome. Yeah, you go to Steve. I'll, I'll have a quick listen. All right, man. So uh, uh, Roma have scored again. Tammy fucking Abraham again. No I'm kidding. I'm All right, watching. Mikey, take take it over and uh, and 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 talk to Steve. Steve, who's, who is definitely becoming medium sized Steve instead of big Steve. What's up, medium sized Steve? Uh, Tammy Abraham got a brace. He has a brace of assists currently right now, is is what I know. But as far as scoring, I don't know. Maybe he could have scored that third goal, but he has been absolutely on fire. And I know, hey, Yo-Yo, shout out to Yo-Yo, who he doesn't rate Tammy, if I if I recall correctly. But uh, yeah, Big Steve, uh, what are your initial reactions, man? Oh, you know what? One question that John kind of alluded to about the booing after the game, and Dublin Gooner brought it up earlier in the chat room. What's your take on on booing in general, Big Steve? Uh, do you look at it like, hey, totally acceptable because fans are just frustrated, or are you kind of looking at it like you're in you're in the stadium, you should just support? For me, if it's after the final whistle, let your feelings be known. But from minute one to minute ninety, anything can happen. So you know, if you're booing at forty five minutes because you're two 0 down and they're going in for half time, fuck off. That's that's my opinion. I mean, people have have the right to do so, um, but for me wouldn't wouldn't happen and i think it's so counterproductive because you know if if your team's two nil down you want to you you want to support you want to get behind them as much as may have been absolute crap in the first half there's still a chance that they can come back and draw two two or win three two there's always a chance for that to happen if it stays two nil at 90 minutes or or three nil four nil whatever then make your feelings known but i think minute one to 90 you get behind the team. Uh, that, that's 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 my opinion. Um, if you want to boo after the game, fine. You know that that's the time to do it. Um, and one thing I will say on the boo, and I don't know if anybody's mentioned it, but the absolute scum in the away end booing mm-hmm. Pakayo Saka today. Every yeah, I was going to say that. Now, now what gets me is last week everybody spoke about how classy the Spurs fans were, which class and Spurs fans don't often go hand in hand. Um, but they clapped him onto the pitch today, you know, and, and this, this is the team, this is a bunch of fans, you know, and I'm not going to say every Chelsea fan or, or the club in, in general, but you know, this, this, there's, there's obviously a stereotype with Chelsea fans, you know, the chant, we're racist, we're racist. It's Millwall. They've got a team with many black players. And so the fact that, they, you know, that why why are they doing Pakaio Saka? You know, is it the England thing? Are they, you know, showing their true colours? And, you know, is it another Paris incident? I, I don't know. But, but why why do it? 
like everybody else is getting behind this lad because of what he's done for England and and the fact that he shouldn't have been taking the penalty and, and everything. But yet they're sitting in the away stands booing. Like make a chant about Arsene Wenger liking kids or whatever. You know that that's that's the banter side of football. But I just I yeah, idiots booing booing Saka today. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, that was just boring. It's one of those things where like my. It's one of those things where, like, even if look, you you want to you want to take the piss out of an Arsenal player, go ahead. But the fact that it was specifically Saka kind of gives you that indication of what exactly they're referring to, and it's really piss poor seeing like we we face Spurs, and even they have the decency to applaud him and cheer for him. And look, I'm not even asking fans to cheer and applaud, you know, Rashford. Saka yeah. and Sancho. I'm not. I'm not even asking for that. But don't boo them because when you boo them, it kind of gives a really bad perspective, and it really leaves fans to only assume one reason why you're booing them. So it it, it was really piss poor and, and goes without saying. This doesn't ref. This doesn't reflect every Chelsea fan out there. But you know, for those away fans that travel, that you didn't do the your fellow Chelsea fans or the club any service. I'm gonna go on record by saying that it reflects on every Chelsea fan out there. Every single one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, Mike. Now, now there, there, you know, there, there were a couple gracious Chelsea fans today who felt bad for us at the pub. Uh, it's always nice, but yeah, no, it, it's. We got that over with. I think now we can get back to celebrating our our heroes. But we, you know, we gotta we gotta start playing better. I think we're gonna end it here. John, Stevie, uh, medium sized Steve, keep it up. Uh, uh, men's large T shirt, John. I believe I have verification of that. Uh, your T shirts are on your way on on our way. Oh, thank you. Uh, and we appreciate your your contributing to the Gunners versus Cancer cause with. Uh, with a couple of great items. Go to GoonersBeatCancer.com. Right. Uh, within the next few days, we're going to have the final chapter of this summer's fundraiser, which is the biggest one, the Gooner Raffle with all of the team sign kits, the the one once-in-a-lifetime opportunities like having beers with Perry, Grove at, at Perry Groves after a stadium tour. I mean, you do not want to miss that. Having beer, Just talking to Perry Groves is great, but at the pub, are you kidding me? You can bid on that. Amazing tickets in Block 32 to Arsenal. It's going to be fantastic. And if you have given already, thank you, and you're already entered into it. If you haven't, this is a great opportunity to get in and win more stuff. And um, look, man, we're going to have to keep finding positives to this situation, and we will keep podcasting, and we will keep bringing Mike Hers to you because if he's beautiful, he's going to have another child soon. Soon, soon, and we're gonna soon. Br- and we're going to bring you that live, right? <laughs> right? Are we going to – is the perineal I mean, tearing going to be live I, on camera? I will say that to say I'm going to have a third child is, is giving a little – you know, discrediting my, my beautiful wife that's doing a – I'm going to say You've never introduced us work. to her. So as far as I know, you're a single dad who's having a child in two weeks. I'll go. Uh, yeah. Can I, can I just say yeah. somebody just said John is Harry Kane? What what's that riff? I hope you don't not saying no. I sound like Harry Kane when I talk. No, I, I was no. gonna highlight it and then I thought to myself I can't do it to John, but John I met somebody. I met somebody this, this person needs to explain what that means because I, I don't know if that this is a good thing or not. 
I don't think it's a good thing either way, John. Whether no, you look no. Like more. Well, no, no, maybe you're just prolific and you're worth ah, a lot of money. Go. I didn't, I don't, didn't realize I dribble when I talk. No, no, I, I have a colleague who <laughs> I met. I ain't even realizes he does. <laughs> yeah, true. We, we had a, a work meeting about three weeks ago, right after I came back from Orlando, and, and one of my coworkers, I tweeted this out. Oh, Harry Kane. He looks exactly, exactly like Harry Kane. Well, do you know uh, what? When does, I was yeah. younger, everybody used to say I looked like um, Van Persie. But I don't see it myself. What a downgrade, bro. We've only recently met, and, I, and I'm a huge fan of, of, of you. Uh, but you're getting associated with some pretty sketchy dudes. I know. And um, I mean, you kind of remind me of Nasri a little bit. No. But, <laughs> Come uh, on, dude. Don't do that to John. In him. <laughs> I'm going now. <laughs> and I will never and I will never talk to you lads again. All right, guys. I like Harry Kane. No, I don't Shocking think you do. I don't see it. I don't see it. That's, that's finished my day off now. I'm going for a beer. All, All right. right. Yes. All right, guys. Enjoy the beer, my we'll, we'll be back tomorrow night uh, to review the Chelsea game in more uh, loveliness with a Chelsea supporter. Uh, Andy's Andy will be on tomorrow night. If any of you are Andy Andyacks or whatever you call someone who likes Andy, um, he will be on tomorrow night with his friend Serge, who is a cancer survivor, a big supporter of. Uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and happens to be a Chelsea fan. We're going to let him have his say and see what happens from there. But uh, thank you, Giannis. I appreciate you throwing that money in there at the end. We're digging ourselves out of a hole that was dug years ago. Just being honest, but our fans are overreactionary. You know, Yes. that's you know. true. Right, I'm definitely going. <laughs> All right, John, okay. John, it's not getting madder, man. No, I'm you know, going you know, now. That's, John, that is the final score. <laughs> John, you remind me of Oleg Lushny and um, and Patrick and and not Patrick Jeffers, but uh, Patrick Vieira. No, no, no Jeffers, and um, and and your back reminds me of Kim Kallstrom's back. So okay, I mean, Mike, I, I hope you're not going to get offended. All right, we're going to end this. You have to cut you off, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to cut me off. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>